0: So welcome. Thanks for joining us around the virtual water cooler today to discuss The Internet Ruined My Life, the new sci-fi show. Um, I'm Diana Graber from CyberWise.org, and our mission is to help keep anyone's life from being ruined by the Internet. So today, we're so lucky to have some of the nation's top experts in this realm joining us and help us in that mission. In addition, we have not just one, but both of the people whose stories were featured last night on the show. So that's really exciting. Um, And before we get started, I'd like to take just a quick moment to go around the circle here and let everyone introduce themselves, starting with my partner who helped me put this endeavor together, Sue Chef. Could you take a few moments and tell us about yourself?
1: Hi, Diana. Thank you again for putting together this wonderful uh, after show that we get to help educate the audience after watching the disasters from last night, um, that we throw a positive spin on the internet. Um, My name is Sue Chef, and um, I just continue to help educate the audience to show them the positive side of the internet like you do. Um, That's it for right now. And with this great show that we have in front of us.
0: Well, I know you have a lot to add, so we'll definitely be getting back to you. But in the meantime, I'd like to welcome someone whose work I've admired for a very long time. Andrea Weckerly of Civilination. Civilination? I knew I wouldn't get through that. (laughs) Almost (laughs) did. Um, Andrea, can you take a moment to tell us a little bit about yourself and the good work that you do?
2: Uh, yes, and first I want to say thank you, as Sue said as well, for having me as a guest on the show. I'm really delighted to be here. Um, Civilination is a non charity organization, and it takes a stand against online harassment, character assassination, and violence. And our focus is really on advancing the full capability of individuals to communicate and engage in cyberspace in a responsible and accountable way. We focus primarily on the 18 and above population, so that differentiates us from some organizations that deal with minor minors and children. Uh, But the way I look at it, we're all in this together. So we're all trying to uh, work together to make the internet a more more embracing place. Amen.
0: (laughs) Okay. And last but certainly not least, we're so fortunate to have one of the people whose stories was featured in last night's show, Anne-Marie Ciarini. And Anne-Marie, because I won't be able to do it the justice that you can, could you take a moment and just tell us your story, perhaps for anyone who missed last night's
3: episode? Sure. So um, I'm the Victim Services Director for the Cyber Civil Rights Initiative. I'm a college English professor and I'm a victim of revenge porn. In um, 2010 and 2011, an ex-boyfriend posted nude images of me, um, first in an eBay auction, second on a porn website. Um, I sought help from local law enforcement. Um, There's nothing that they can do, um, partly because there weren't any laws in place in Maryland and partly because they genuinely didn't care. Um, so I decided to see that the laws in Maryland were changed. Um, I worked with legislators to, um, strengthen the misuse of electronic communication statutes and to have a, um, law put in place that criminalizes non-consensual pornography. And since then I've been working with victims, um, to provide them with resources, to provide them with emotional support and to help them navigate the law and the legal aspects when one is a victim
0: online. Um, I really love how you turned a poor situation into a positive situation and kudos for that. I don't think a lot of people would have had the fortitude to do that and to make so many changes in people's lives. So thank you for that good work. Um, And Andrea, I want to turn to you um, for a moment as our resident attorney in the room. (laughs) And I know you can't dispense legal advice here, but can you tell us a little bit, you know, I was really, um, Interested last night on how she was not protected by any laws at all when this happened, it seemed like. Could you speak to that and maybe also address if that's changed because of the work that you two have done? Okay.
2: So I I think the first thing I need to mention is that there are laws on the books um, at the state level, at the federal level, that address some issues that are related to this. For example, we have defamation laws, we have anti-stalking laws, things of that nature. Uh, But sometimes the cases that we find, and I'm not speaking specifically to Anne-Marie's now, but just in a general sense, sometimes the cases that we find, um, they don't fall neatly into an existing, pre-existing category. So that's one of the issues, which is why uh, um, Anne-Marie's organization, which I admire greatly, so I'm, I'm thrilled to be a, a guest appearance here with you, um, her organizations and others are pulling, uh, put, pushing for the creation of uh, non-consensual pornography laws around the country. Um, but the other issue is that there has been some laws are existence, others we need to create. But one of the other issues has been that law enforcement hasn't understood the nature of what happens online. It's as though uh, traditionally law enforcement believes that there's a demarcation between what happens 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 online and offline Uh, and the web's been around for almost 30 years now and those of us in this space and those of us who have been targeted or engaged very actively we realize that there really isn't a difference. So law enforcement's lack of understanding has been part of the problem and I'm not going to say that they intentionally uh, dismiss these cases uh, with any malice but it's been more a question of priority. They see somebody mugged on the street and they're saying well wait a minute just get off the internet and it's not that simple.
0: Yeah, that's such a great response. I mean, it reminds me so much of, you know, kids that caught sexting and they're treated like child as a child pornography case. And it's just, it's astounding to me that our laws are taking so long to catch up to our technology. It just seems like we should be able to do it a little more rapidly. That's kind of crazy. Um, But Sue, I did want to go to, to you because, you know, you're one of the first people really that was a target of, you know, this kind of, Meanness online, but you also turned it around into a positive situation.
1: Can you speak a little bit to that? What I want to speak about is what I notice is what I always do every night, every time I watch this show, is I look at the responses online. And what I noticed this morning is from Anne Marie is the way Twitter responded. And I, it was really disturbing because I watched, especially this. I'm sure Anne Marie saw this too. These tweets are why are these people so dramatic? Um, or another 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 nude picture story or um, and, and Anne Marie responded what that I don't do this, you know, just I didn't do this just for the attention. She's doing this to inspire others. And it takes me back about a decade ago when my when I won the landmark case for internet defamation, it really it, I hesitated coming out, I call it like coming out of the closet. And I don't oh, I don't say this in disrespect to what coming out of the closet means. Because to come out and tell people what went on online is really hard because you're exposing yourself. You're exposing yourself to people Googling your name and finding out that, hey, I was a child abuser. I, I extorted families or I kidnapped kids because that's what my cyber stalkers and cyber bullies were saying about me. No, it wasn't true. Yes, Lady Justice cleared my name, but the internet never forgets like those new those new photos that were going all over the internet about Anne Marie. And I was on a television show many years ago and there was a psychologist that, that was on the show. And she says to me, you know, there comes a point when you just have to move on from it. Well, listen, thank God. And, and you know, I still owe him. I don't, I don't mean, I mean, I still owe him this. Michael Furtig, who is the founder of Reputation Defenders, reputation.com now who, they saved my life literally online. Um, my my lawyer vindicated me in a court of law, reputation defendant, saved my life online. He turns around and he says to the psychologist, he says, listen, until you walk the shoes of somebody that has been vir- virally landed online, you don't know what it feels like. I mean, I literally, and I'm sure Anne-Marie, she said it last night, you live in fear. You're afraid to say your name to anybody. I became blur- agoraphobic. Serious, like you don't go out, you don't participate, you don't go to class, you, you don't give out business cards. Um, it's a whole different world, and until you walk our shoes, don't judge us. And all those people on Twitter, yeah. all those people on Twitter that say that we're being dramatic, we're not being dramatic. You don't understand it until. It's happens
0: to you. Yeah, that's such a good point, Sue. And I and I see, Andrea, I think you wanted to say something. <laughs> I, I do. I thank,
2: thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm getting very uh, eager here to share this. Um, this happens not just to everyday people, uh, people who are not internet famous or who don't want to be or who aren't known out there in, in the real world. Um, this happens to celebrities and everyday folks and moms and dads and children and you name it, people around the globe. This isn't just a U.S. centric thing. This is an international problem Um, and I I think what what's happening is that if people as Sue mentioned if people haven't actually experienced this they tend to be very uh, non-sympathetic non-compassionate and in fact not only that but very aggressive towards those people who this is happening to assuming well wait a minute you must have done something it's it's the equivalent of slut shaming if you will uh, but on a much broader sense and fortunately or unfortunately I can tell you the people that I've spoken to are uh, everyday folks and and people who are mentioned in the news every single day. Uh, And and the story is very similar in terms of the impact it has on them. Of course, some people, they have greater financial resources, they have a stronger footprint, but that also sometimes makes them greater targets. And that having been said, it's not only women that I've talked to who, who... are disproportionately attacked in terms of their sexuality, their appearance, their intellect and so forth. But it also has been men. They're just attacked in a different way. And the men that I've talked to, some of them have been suicidal the same way the women have. So this is again, something that is, is, you know, across the board. And, uh, for those people who say, Oh my goodness, they're whiners or it can't happen to me. I hope it
0: doesn't happen to you, but guess what?
2: Everybody is vulnerable.
0: Yeah such a good point you. and you know the thing I'm that's sorry, striking I'm me sorry. watching the show and I'll come to you in just a second emery because I have so many questions for you but i mean oh, this sorry, lack I'm of sorry. civility and lack of empathy that we're seeing that's really being exasperated by i don't want to talk politics here but what we all see on the news and twitter and everything every single day there is so much work to be done to bring civility back right. and you know, Andrea, I don't know how you get through the day. You probably could work 24 seven, you know, working on this issue, yeah. um, as we do in Cyberwise as well. But yeah. Anne-Marie, what I really wanted to ask you, and, and it was brought up in last week's show too, you know, here you shared photographs when you were in a relationship with a trusted adult person. Mm-hmm. And at some point that trust was broken. And I can imagine that that could happen to just about anybody. Um, At what point, I don't even know that you can get in his mind, so I'm not going to ask you to do that. But at what point do you realize, okay, you know, it happened, I'm going to move on and turn this into a good situation. What happened to you and who helped you get to that point? I'm still getting
3: to that point. Yeah, it happened, it's up and down. Some days I feel great. Um, Some days I feel awful. I just know that there was this moment when I was sitting with the um, state trooper who was featured on the episode. I haven't watched the episode yet. I'm very squeamish about my media, so you have to excuse me. And also, too, I didn't see any of those tweets. What I tweeted was in anticipation of what I knew was coming. I didn't know it actually came. So I ignore that stuff. So thats I think that's a coping mechanism, too, is I stay far away from all of it. But really, the only moment I can say is, when I was speaking with 1st Sergeant Reiner and he was telling me about the Maryland law and he was exasperated, he couldn't do his job. And I was like, forget this, I'm gonna change the law. And, and I didn't even know what I was talking about. I know nothing about law. So, and I still kind of, I'm still learning it because it's so intricate. Um, so I really can't say that there was this moment because then it was, you know what, maybe three weeks you No. Know, yeah maybe three or four weeks after that or i can't remember how long after that i attempted suicide so and then i felt great for a while and then one day i wake up and i'm crying because i'm like i don't want to be on the news anymore and i don't want people to know who i am and i want to go back in my hole and be a quiet little english teacher you know so it's messy like it's yeah. it's sticky and there's ups and downs and so there's the only defining moment i can say is when i was so mad sitting in my dining room with first Sergeant Reiner and hearing about the laws and saying, this is BS. I'm doing, I'm fixing this. Yeah. Well, good for you. I mean, my heart
0: broke actually watching the episode and it's so just enraging that people can be so callous online. And, and I'm hoping that just by speaking out today that that will change maybe a couple thoughts or minds. And if at the very least, it will encourage others to stand up and step in when they see this unkindness online. I think that's very important too. So thanks so much for being with us, Anne-Marie. I I wish I could keep you the whole half hour, but um, we did want to give the other half to Ashley. But if I could ask you a favor and be on standby to call back in in case Ashley's had a little bit of technical difficulties today. So thank you so much. Yeah, I'll be
3: here. Thank you all, everyone. Thank for your you. Work. Andrea, Thank you. I have met a while ago in a meeting, and I'm so sorry that I didn't remember. But I admire your work also, and Sue, I've followed your work also. So, I mean, I feel like Thank I'm But well, I'll stay in touch. You know. Thank you so I'm much. There. Thank you. All right. Bye. 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 Thank you.
0: Bye. Okay. So um, if you are listening, Ashley, we are ready for you. Oh, here she is. Give me a second here to let her in the room. Okay. And we'll hope that the, her connection. Ah, oh, you're there. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Yes. Thank you okay. so much for calling in. It's sorry. We had a little technical difficulties today, That's but okay. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. Um, boy, your, your episode last night touched me as well, and I certainly can't do it justice. So if you could take a moment and tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe summarize uh, your story for anyone who might've missed it last night.
4: Okay, um, I'm Ashley, I'm 21. And I go to school where I live. And I'm just a waitress. And uh, my story is I was having an allergic reaction to benzoyl peroxide. And I didn't know that I was allergic to it. And I I was rubbing it on my face for like three months. And um, it was just making my acne worse. But I didn't know that. And so I got my makeup done by my friend who was a makeup artist, and she has an Instagram account, and she, you know, posts before and afters, and I let her post my before and after without realizing how dramatic it was, and how much, like, people saw it as, like, really, really dramatic, because I was used to it, because it was my face, you know, so I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I knew it looked good, and I knew that my face looked completely clear, but I don't know. I just admired her job more than the fact that I had acne, probably because I was used to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, your story really touched me particularly because I, I'm lucky enough to teach um, cyber civics, which is these issues to middle school kids. And I just finished doing a block on Photoshop with eighth grade kids. And I, in, doing, in the course of that, I was able to hear their angst and how they feel about sharing their own images and also seeing how other people are maligned online and just they're, they're being aghast at how people are treating each other. So yeah. it really spoke to me. Um, and I wanted to go to you, Andrea, because I love your organization. I'm gonna read it here. Um, you're, you take a stand against online harassment, character assassination, and violence. So I wanted to ask you, how often do you see stories like Ashley's in the work that you do?
2: Uh, the this the story is unique to Ashley because she lived through it and she continues to live through it. And fortunately, Ashley, it sounds like you're turning this horrible situation into a very good opportunity to, to educate others to protect others, so this doesn't happen to them as much, or to show the the individual behind the attacks and. and bring forth that compassion that i was mentioning earlier um, but on the other hand what happened to ashley while the facts might be unique to her is not unique at all uh, this happens every single day somewhere online and again as i was mentioning not just in the united states but around the world uh, somebody's appearance is maligned and then people feel very empowered and very strong in terms of joining a a mean group and piling on to an individual who's al- al- already feeling very vulnerable online. Um, so you see this, and that goes to the bystander issue that uh, all of us are aware of, and I think the public needs to know more about. Um, it's not just what happens to an individual online and his or her direct attacker or attackers. It's what the rest of us do as a result. Do we just stand back and passively watch and say, wow, interesting train wreck, you know, kind of a, as a gladiator thing and a, a sick a sick uh, observation? Or do we actively get involved or do we overcompensate and because we see somebody hurt on online that we decide to ourselves attack that individual and ruin their life which may, makes us complicit then in bad online behavior as well. These are some of the issues that I think we need to talk about um, when we talk about the prevalence of situations such as Ashley's that occur
0: on a daily basis. Yep. You know, um, I think adults are doing such a horrible job more uh, modeling this kind of stuff. You know, I cringe sometimes at at what we're showing our younger children. So I'm really putting a lot of energy into the next generation because I feel like with very little education and information, they can learn how to be not bystanders, but upstanders and actually stand up and make the Internet better. And I feel like this is really where our energy should go. And I know Sue is kind of in agreement with me on that. Um, because we see a lot of bystanding that we think we can turn into upstanding. Sue, so maybe you can share some other organizations um, that are doing some great work in this area.
1: Some other organizations that are doing upstanding work? I mean, there's so many of them. You know that we've already mentioned the I Can Help group that is doing the I Can Help Delete Negativity online. Um, and I think we just had Anne-Marie on with her civil, Cyber Civil Rights Initiative, the adults, as well as Andrea's organization, the Civilized Nation, <laughs> a little bit phonetically wrong there. Hopefully I said it right. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of organizations, but I think what I think we all must do is turn the finger around and look at ourselves and everyone out there has to start doing something themselves when you start seeing the negativity online is turning it around and making something positive out of it themselves. I think the best course of action for everyone like what Ashley did, like what Anne-Marie did, is to take the negative and make something positive out of it, like, like I did myself. As hard as it was for me to come, out, to come out of this negative situation is to make something positive out of it, to reboot your life, to find the positive out of the negative. Because like what Anne-Marie said, and Ashley too, is when you have the darkest of the times is when you see the brightest of the lights you're helping other people. And what I did see from these tweets and, and from Ashley's story too, Cure the Hate, he's helping thousands of other young girls. Anne Marie is giving voices to thousands of other uh, revenge victims, revenge-born victims. I, when I came out, I won't tell you, my email box loaded of people that were defamed online that didn't even know what def- internet defamation was. So, kudos to all of us it doesn't even have to be an organization you can turn around and to yourself and do something positive
0: yeah i always try to tell the kids post positive you know it takes a second a day to put something positive out there and it's number one great for your digital footprint and number two it could save someone's really life actually if you're doing something to make someone feel better you really are contributing to a better online world so that's my message today. And um, Ashley, I'd like to go back to you now because I know that you have turned what was probably a horrible situation into a positive by doing your own work to make the online a better place. And could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. um,
4: I partnered up with Tyler Clemente. Are you familiar with him? The Tyler Clemente Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. I partnered up with them and then I started a campaign called Cure the Hate. And it's, it's easy to go to. It's called curethehate.com. And it talks about like what I used and, um, like my pledge against cyberbullying and what helped clear my face. Yeah, it's really cool.
0: Oh, that's great. I mean, good for you to have turned a bad situation into a good situation. And you know, um, there's one other question I want to ask you because some people tuning in may not be familiar with the term viral meme. (laughs) Um, could you talk to that a
4: little bit? um like what's a viral meme? Just
0: explain what that means for those who may not know.
4: Um it's like an image kind of bashing someone, well yeah. not necessarily all the time. In my case, um it was a picture of me that went all over the internet was yeah. you know shared thousands and thousands and thousands of times all over
0: the internet. Yeah. Is that a good description? Up, <laughs> I wanted to bring that up because I think it's important for people to understand that pushing send or share it's an act, a political act. And so yeah. we have to be very conscious before we hit what we're sharing and sending. And I think in your case, probably a lot of people shared it thoughtlessly without really like yeah. thinking through the consequence of their actions. And mean you know, there's two things. It affects people like you, number one, but number two, it doesn't look very good for the sender. Honestly.
2: Yeah.
4: I was like, people were like retweeting or like, you know, retweeting, reposting it from my school. And I was like, Oh, like from my high school, I was like, Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if they thought they were like helping me, but I was just like, Oh my God. Like, can you stop?
0: <laughs> okay. So your school's principal needs to call me and they need to teach cyber civics. <laughs> um, thank you. So I want to spend the last five minutes that we have. And I, there's so many teachable moments from last night's show. And I was hoping that we could all just share what we felt was our most teachable moment. And I'll start with you, Andrea. Uh th- from
2: last night's show. Um, yeah, either episode. It's, yeah, it, it's that this can happen to you. Uh, this, These aren't people who are any different than you and me or anybody else out there. This can and does happen to absolutely everybody. And please keep that in mind when you engage online as well. Be kind to others.
0: Very good. And Sue, what was your most teachable moment from either episode last night?
1: I think the most teachable moment for both of the episodes is that the internet is it's strictly a machine. It's the human behavior that drives it. And we have to be conscious of our behavior. And, and the, that the, it's people that control the internet. It's not the internet. So everyone needs to be aware of how they use it and the way other people are using it. Yeah.
0: I was thinking they should change the name of the show to The Internet Ruined My Life to People on the Internet Ruined My Life. I know that's longer, but that's very accurate. It's yeah. not fair to blame the tool for our poor use of it.
1: Right. So Ashley, I'm sorry, Sue, go ahead. It's about human behavior more than it's about the internet. Exactly.
0: Uh, And so Ashley, I'm sure for you, there were a lot of teachable moments and you certainly turned it around to make teachable moments for others. But for you, what's the biggest thing that you learned living through this episode in your life?
4: Um, Probably to just be more aware of what I post on the internet and just I don't know because it's like hard I just never expected that to happen and I never like cared what people thought and so I just you know I was like of course you can post it just not thinking that it would go so viral um so I know it's cliche but don't post things you don't want on the internet that's probably the biggest thing I learned even for both episodes or don't don't take any pictures that you don't want on the internet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just be cautious of what pictures you're taking because they can go everywhere and people can screenshot stuff now. So,
1: yeah,
4: you know, there's like no hiding your yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. There is no hiding. And I think a lot of times that's what we forget. It's not just what we post, but it's people that we're friends and followers of that tag us. And so a lot of times our pictures end up that we have no idea as our first guest uh, brought up so well earlier in this episode. Um, The other thing is, you know, choose your friends wisely. And then I have a message for adults that have children that um, love to post photos of their children. And, you know, I hear it from kids directly that they're so embarrassed often of the pictures that their parents post about them. And also, you know, parents, it's important for them to remember that you're creating your child's digital footprint that they're going to live with forever, honestly, forever. And it's really not fair for you to create it for them, it really should be an act that they're involved in doing. So I think that's as parents, you know, we love to share about our kids. It's natural, but it's important to remember that sometimes it might not feel so great to them. Um, And Ashley, I'm going to go back to you on that question as as we say goodbye, because do you have any words for people, you know, you're 21. And I think probably a lot of the people listening are parents of kids, maybe not much younger than yourself. Do you have any messages for our generation? for parents yeah
4: well I feel like some parents don't really understand the internet and like how intense it is these days so I would just listen to your kids if they don't want their picture posted you know if they don't want embarrassing things posted because my mom doesn't even have a Facebook so she didn't even really know what was going on with me and you know so she doesn't know what memes are and I feel like a lot of parents in your like you know that generation don't know (laughs) right I'm sorry not your generation no, but that's
0: a, you're absolutely right i mean that's why i asked i i think we needed to describe what a meme was because i thought oh, you
4: know, I don't think yeah. I know what a meme is right
0: <laughs> yeah. well thank thank you ashley so much and i just before we say goodbye i wanted to take a moment with andrea to um make sure people know where to find you and um your good work online
2: Thank you. Uh, you can find us at civilination.org. You can find us on Facebook under Civilination and Twitter under Civilination. And my Twitter handle is A Weckerly under my name. So thank you very much. And I encourage everybody to check out our site and to stay connected with us.
0: Thank you, Andrea. And Sue, where can we find you in the wide, wide web?
1: SueChef.com <laughs> and Twitter at SueChef. And mm-hmm. I have a couple of Facebook accounts if you just
3: Facebook sous chef. Okay.
0: And Ashley, where can we find you? Um,
1: on
4: Instagram, you can find me or on curethehate. That's more important, curethehate.com. Okay, but great. all my like Instagram and Twitter is, and Facebook is all linked to that.
0: Terrific. And I just wanted to say, you're so beautiful with or without makeup. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you're you welcome. so much. And um, people can always find us at cyberwise.org or our education program at cybercivics.com. Um, and we're also on Facebook and Twitter and we love to help. So please contact us anytime with questions and thank you all so much for taking time this morning. This is a very important couple of topics. So Mm -hmm. I really appreciate you dispensing your wisdom and taking some time today with us. So thank you all. And, um, don't forget we do this every week at this time. So we hope to see you again next week. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.